Welcome to the Focus on Japan podcast. I'm your host, Lindo. I am your host, Caleb. Today we have our occasional guest, Aaron. Yes, hello. And we have our special guest today, Jessica Garretti. Is that how I pronounced your last name? Garretti. 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 Let's start over. <laughs> no, it's good. Garrity. It's good. It's Garrity. good. Garretti. You don't have to say Okay. Last name. Just All right. Jessica. 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 Okay, great. So let me introduce uh, Jessica here. Uh, you may know her as Jess in Tokyo, and uh, she's a kudo martial artist, which has some similarities to archery. Uh, she's a social media influencer who mm-hmm. showcases kudo online. Uh, she's a regular guest on Japanese TV shows mm. yeah. and the PR and tourism ambassador for Saitama Prefecture. And she has lived in Japan for over 20 years. Impressive. Wow. Uh, before we get into it, I'll jump straight into the stats so that you can know more about her. Right now, across social media, she has 125,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Her video views are over 12 million. Mm-hmm. And she's uploaded over 130 videos. So, <laughs> pretty <laughs> impressive to lay it all out at once, right? Like, <laughs> Calculated. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. So thank you very much for joining us today. I do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I guess we'll just jump to the point. So first, I mean, you've been in Japan for over 20 years. So what got you interested in Japan and why did you come here? I met a woman on my first day of university who was a New Zealander. And a, I'm from New Zealand, by the way. Um, <laughs> this is a weird accent. Um, New Zealander and Japanese. Her father is Japanese. And uh, mm-hmm. she invited me to come visit uh, during the, the university summer vacation. And that is Japan's winter. New Zealand is opposite oh, season. Right, mm-hmm. right, opposite so hemisphere. Sure, 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 sure. Mm. It's really, really long. So she said, just come. So my jika, which is the family home, is in Himeji, mm. which is mm. in Kansai. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, I've never even thought about going to Japan before. Like, this is kind of cool. Like, I knew where it was. Mm. Uh, however, I'd never thought about visiting before. Mm. So, you know, first year of university, super fresh. I went over there. I was studying um, town planning. Mm. So oh. I got, I got, yeah, I got a master's in town planning at Auckland University. And... Um, so the whole, wow, there are trains. I'd never been on a train before. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. no. Oh, jeez. No, Auckland's public transport is like everybody just drives. So okay. no, I'm from America. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. Same in Alaska. Mm. Yeah, so bus yeah. or driving. So mm. I was like, oh, a train. Oh, Shinkansen. Oh, is it bullet train? Look at all this. And, and it's, a, it's a city that works. And it's got public transport. It's, it so was, that was fascinating to you. That wasn't was a disadvantage. Me, yeah. That was so cool. And then plus, there was conveni- convenience stores mm. in the bottom mm. of Manshong, which is an apartment building. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, what is this? Because New Zealand doesn't have that kind of mixed use, or it didn't at the mm-hmm. time when I was at university. So I was like, what is this mixed use? There's like <laughs> convenience stores at the bottom of um, apartment buildings. It's like mm. crazy. It's mixed up. It's just so cool and interesting. And really like high density. So many yeah. people, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, but it's a really efficient city. Mm. So it's mm. like, wow. And I, I landed in Nagoya. I went to Himeji. Mm. So oh, this see. is just the Kansai area that I'm getting this great, um, cool impression from. So I see. it kind of, yeah, captured my heart. I was like, wow, this is a cool place. And uh, I came back every year during summer vacation okay. uh, until I graduated. Okay, so it really made an impact on you. Yeah, it was really nice, and I ventured up to Tokyo, you know, going to mm. different parts mm-hmm. of the sure. game, and I decided I wanted to work in Japan. However, I had no Japanese, so I was mm. like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, w- I wonder what, what we're going to do here. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really straightforward, but um, I just uh, I interviewed with Nova, which is okay. a... Mm. Um, a kaiwa, which mm-hmm. is a conversational language mm. school, uh, to be an English language teacher. So, yeah, I got the Okay, job. so that's how you got your start in Japan when yes, it comes to working they, here. Yes, they set up, you, they set you up with a place to live and a visa, and it's very, like, it's all organized before you go. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even working holiday. Right. It was just, like, okay. set all, all set up, and it was my first job as a shakaijin, which is yeah. that, mm. you know, you're an adult. First job, and first time to live away from home was in Japan. <laughs> Mm. Oh, wow. So, so kind mm. of a, yeah. It's a big step. Uh, but, you know, yeah. like every uh, English language teacher, like you just fell in love with the job and you did it for the rest of your life, right? No problems whatsoever. No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so, oh, not that. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was wow. mistaken. He seemed a bit too serious there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, yeah, Nova lasted about three months. Yeah, whoa. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay, a little... I was little, about little. to ask, how was your experience with them? But <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. 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 You're like, thank so, you for the visa. Peace. Right, what right. was the reason Bye. for that? See ya. I uh, wanted different hours, so I just okay. upgraded. Mm. I got I w upgraded in, in a sense that I still had no Japanese three months later. <laughs> sure. Or pretty pretty much zero. I uh, found a job working with children. Mm. So international preschool, as they call it okay. here. And yeah, that yeah. was like, I used to work late night shifts all of the weekends with Nova. And this was mm -hmm. like a really sweet 9 to 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. okay. And weekends off. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. For a better pay. Mm. I just step up all around, right? right? Oh, man. So that that like sounds great. Jump, jump, jump. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I settled in and then I changed job again. After I got a little bit more Japanese, I started mm. working for Gaishke. Um, what is it? Recruitment company? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got friends who you know, moved from yeah. English to recruitment companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was working um, internal HR. So I was recruiting mm. recruiters. Mm. I see. Oh, rec oh, recruiting recruiters. Yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. Sounds like a recruiting pyramid scheme now. It's just like, oh, I get recruited in the so recruitment like company, and now Japanese I get a Japanese-free version of this. You know, basically, you didn't need that much language oh, no, skill. No, no. Or? This was at a point where it was about five years on, so I could speak oh. Japanese. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah. I just told so, wait, so, really? so for the okay. timeline, how long were you at the international preschool? Uh, probably a couple of years. And I then during know. that time, you built up your Japanese. Yes. Is so that correct? So the kids, honestly, they, they're two and three years old. Mm -hmm. They themselves don't speak Japanese. <laughs> 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 so this is for learning. Because mm. they speak in context. You're like at a park, and they'll be saying stuff at you. And mm -hmm. it's all related mm. to what they can see and feel and hear and mm. everything like that. So you get this two-year-old, three-year-old, really compact, basic Japanese. Mm. If you learn that, I mean, you can have a conversation with them. So your English and your Japanese level is like, mm, anyway. <laughs> yeah, very basic, I very see. easy to understand. So that's pretty much how I learned and TV, watching TV and that kind of thing. Sure. So you didn't go to any Japanese uh, language no. school or take any classes? No, 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 no. No time. <laughs> so you mentioned Japanese TV. Did you watch like NHK or did you watch anime or what did uh, you choose I, to watch? I watched Itomo, which is a Japanese variety show that was on uh, during the middle of the day, just those times when I was at Nova. Okay. The shift started later on in the afternoon, mm -hmm. so I found myself watching Japanese TV mm. and just hearing it and remembering. So I, I mm. uh, learned by listening, okay. mm. which mm. is mm. helpful. So yeah. my reading and writing, don't ask about that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. But uh, yes, uh, my speaking and my listening is a lot better. Yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of people listening to this, they're going to ask, "How in the world did you learn Japanese within that time frame?" Right? Especially because you're teaching English, basically. Yeah. So it's like, how do you learn Japanese teaching English? Yeah. Right. So, so what was the step-by-step -step process that you took that maybe others can take as well? Well, you know, when you're living in Japan, it's survival Japanese. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't yeah. speak Japanese, then you kind of can't do fun stuff, and mm -hmm. it's just. Naturally, it's immersion, right? Mm -hmm. So you just immerse yourself. So at this point, did you live in Tokyo or where were uh, you yes, at? Yes. Okay. So I was okay. in Sugamo for a little while and mm -hmm. then I moved to Itabashi, which is in mm. Kitaku in Tokyo. Mm. So I was, you know, have to talk to Kuyakusho, which is the city council about this and that. And I have to talk to, you know, you have to talk to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of make do and mm. it gets better and better, mm -hmm. basically. Cool. But as you know, there's many, many foreigners here who live here for 10 years or more, and they still can't speak Japanese. Yeah, but I would right? say that their working environment is English. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're using Japanese on the phone, if they're mm. using Japanese daily, it will, they'll get it mm -hmm. eventually, I think. I think it's just usage. Like, I'm forgetting English. Like, today I'm having big problems <laughs> trying to speak into the microphone. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm I speak Japanese on the daily, right? So right. Mm -hmm. I, I forget English. Like it's mm. and, and everybody laughs at me. <laughs> How can a native speaker forget English if you don't use it? Correct. You forget it. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. This is the thing. You just gotta use it and kind of step out of your, you know, your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I, before we continue, I wanted to have a little more into the international preschool thing because I know for yeah. those they require you to speak English, though. Yes. So I'm right? a native English speaker, and that's Correct. all you need. Correct, but then how do you learn Japanese in that environment? They speak Japanese to you, the little kids. They but you can't speak. respond back. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. 
<laughs> the, like what, so, what, what's written in the contract and what you do are not yes, always exactly. aligned, right? Yeah, like, it's true. You know, it yeah. depends. It depends. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You know, eighty percent of the time. Mm. But when it's things like they've broken a rule, or you need to explain, you know, certain situations, Japanese is fine. Yep. And so you still have the opportunity. The whole thing is not in Japanese. I mean, you can be speaking English and then say it in Japanese to make sure they understand, or Japanese mm. English Japanese to make sure they understand. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to speak Japanese at you. So this two and three year olds are great because mm. it's very easy to understand, even if you don't understand Japanese. Very so interesting. Because that will like drag you to the thing they're talking about. And, like, <laughs> it's very, very in context and hands on. Mm. This is That's why really teaching cool. kids is great. Yes, mm. that would be better than teaching like adults, for example. Yes, mm-hmm. they would definitely only speak English to you. Of course, yeah. okay, yeah, it makes definitely. sense. Okay. So, and your interactions with the teachers as well was also in Japanese. In Japanese, yeah. yeah. So I was the only non-Japanese person on the staff. So mm. this is probably part of the other mm-hmm. reason why I. I see. because yeah, they will probably speak with you in yes. Japanese as well, yeah, or want I mean, to. Yeah, some of them could speak English, but mostly they were all Japanese. Okay. Japanese. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, so moving on a little bit past that, because uh, one of the topics I'm particularly interested in and I want to talk about <laughs> is your uh, your uh, time in the uh, Japanese television industry, mm. which I believe is still continuing yes. up till now, right? Yes. This is still something you're doing. <laughs> so uh, I, I do believe we've heard about it on like other podcasts and stuff, like how yeah. you got into it. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear a little bit more about some more specific things. But uh, like specifically, just right off the bat, little little icebreaker. Is there any particular genre of Japanese television you find yourself drawn to most? Like, do you really love the like dramas, or do you particularly enjoy uh, doing like the variety shows? So, uh, in terms of which shows I want to be on, right? Okay, um, I usually non-Japanese people they're on variety as mm. a general rule, uh, drama or drama, you know, um, soap operas sometimes. People mm-hmm. are extras, or they have speaking roles, or this kind of thing. But most of all, people are in variety shows, which are like talk shows mm-hmm. uh, for the people who are, you know, they have no idea what a variety TV. Show right. is. <laughs> yeah, but basically, um, we. Uh, so I'm from New Zealand, so mm. you'll have a whole group of people who are all from different countries, and they'll be explaining about, you know, their particular country mm. in Japanese. Yeah. So that's. I mean, if I could choose, I'd want to do a. A variety. You <laughs> want to do variety, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do a lot of different types of things. Sure. Uh, however, the chance of doing that—it's not mm. con- kind of—it's not what I want, but what jobs come in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm. I don't really get to choose, unfortunately. Um, it's just take what you're given, kind of thing. No. So. I get that for sure because I was very curious because, like, when I heard that you were doing variety stuff and were getting regular roles on variety mm. shows, I'm like. I gotta talk to this girl because I wanted to get on variety shows for like ever. I'd love to have a re- like regular role yeah, on there. Everybody does. But I get well, but <laughs> it's the uh, very it's very competitive. But I'm uh, like I'm also reasonably successful. Like I I start in like large uh, like Yofuku no Ayama TV commercials, like oh, nationwide right. things. Right. I've been on dramas. I well, had a uh, co uh, I was the murder victim on an episode of Kasoke no Na. So all like wow. the yeah, so there's like these really exciting yeah. opportunities that I had, and it's just kind of like the opposite side. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's bridge the gap, man. I'll tell you the rope. Let's let's help each other out. Yeah, so this kind of one, shim, which is mm. commercials and this yeah. kind of thing, and um, being a somebody in drama mm. is really really different to yeah. variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah so absolutely. It depends on the agency that you're signed with. You're, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, I was wondering, I was like, I've never run into you at an audition ever. I've never seen you on a set ever, but you're incredibly successful so yeah that's like <laughs> big like, my words my words incredibly You're successful so nice. thank you no so yeah but uh, this is great so it's just incredibly interesting to to me specifically so um you know many people know you for the, your kudo yes right? absolutely yeah. so how did you get started in kudo so i got started in kudo one day i happened upon it at a park i was with mm. my uh my eldest child Mm. And we were visiting for the cherry blossoms. And um, they had a dojo, so mm. the place mm. where they shoot in the park. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see in, which is kind of rare. Mm. Uh, usually it's shut off, and it's in mm. a separate place where the public cannot see. So this is cool, and I had never seen anything like this before. I'd seen archery, Western archery, you know, Olympic recurve, this kind of thing. However, this was very different. Everybody was moving super slow. And this mm. was a long time ago. It was maybe... Oh, 13 or so years ago. It was the first time I saw it. Okay. And I was 
Did well. you think it was, it was archery? Yeah, like spellbound. I had no idea what it was because these bows, they're like, like so extra and tall and mm-hmm. big and mm-hmm. everyone is moving super slow. So I felt really, I don't know, like relaxed and it was really aesthetic and really calming to watch. Mm. So I um, searched it up and I found out the name is Kudo. Mm-hmm. And Q is uh, the name of the bow, mm-hmm. and Do is uh, martial art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, this is really cool. And this is 13 years ago. Internet, uh, homepages, uh, <laughs> websites, and information on learning Kudo are so bad in Japan. Mm. I mean, like, Japanese websites, honestly, They're anyway. They're terrible, well, This is the regardless. country of the fax machine. Yep. Yeah. So country of the fax machine. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. All the websites right. still look like they're in like 1998. Seriously. Just like, oh, mm. oh it's, it can be tough. Oh it's it's the future of the 80s here, basically. Yeah. So <laughs> That's website, another way honestly, to put it. Yeah, it was non-existent and I had big problems. Mm. I asked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. In the end, though, six years ago, I got a connection to a beginner's course mm. in Saitama. And that's where my entrance to mm. Kudo was. Mm. So I after see. I finished having kids, I have three kids. Pregnant kid, nope. pregnant kid, pregnant kid. Congratulations. After all that was kind of calmed down, mm. you, can't, you can't really be pregnant and do that. No. Oh, well, I can't even agree because I don't even know what it's like, <laughs> so it's going to sound weird if I say, yup, I'm just that's trying to right, understood. Logistics, <laughs> understood. Like, the tummy, <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. So the timing worked out really mm. good. And I started, and uh, yeah, it's been nice, fun, and really interesting. Hmm. So, you know, when you initially started, did you think that you were going to post it on social media? Uh, I was kind of, I really sucked. So I was, and you know, when you're a beginner, but mm. I thought, you know, I'll post it out. Most of my feed was uh, all my work. So mm. it was TV work. Uh, was sure, like, yeah. Ah, okay. Sort of like so it got replenished with the Kudo now. Look at the show that I'm on today and this kind of thing. So that's <laughs> fine. Uh, however, and you know, watch me on TV. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I realized after I posted a video of me shooting that people were like, what is this? Were you still a beginner at that time? <laughs> Sorry? Were you still a beginner at that time yes. when you made the first yes. post? Yes, yes. So I thought, you know, I just posted up. I started Kudo. So this mm. is me, not in the Kudo uniform, just on the first day. This is the first mm. day of me. And everyone went crazy. So <laughs> I was kind of, huh. <laughs> Japanese people, um, non-Japanese people, they were just like, huh. Okay, this is cool, and I got a really big reaction from that. So yeah. What type of response did you get? They're really positive. Because mm. they're good. like, in Japanese they said there's gap, which is like, okay, this is not what we expected from you. Ah, sure, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Is like, it only because you were a foreigner? Um, or other aspects? Until now, it had been all kind of surface level mm. and just all about my work and like my daily, uh, my kids and this mm. kind of thing. I'd pop mm-hmm. stuff. Mm. Suddenly you have this, like a 90 degree, 180 that's mm. like really serious martial art, really mm. calm, or really, I don't know, how can we say, um, it's got class. <laughs> mm. And uh, here's me in my high heels and my curly hair, and I'm on TV, and look <laughs> at me kind of thing. It was mm. a really big difference. Oh, I see. So, so these were the followers who were already following you. Yeah. Mm. It was yeah. not like people at the yes. dojo who saw you for the first time. Yes, that's mm. right. Okay, yeah, understood. Yeah. So just, I got a great reaction, and then um, I decided I would post now and then about it. Mm. Yeah. I see. That's good. Awesome. And uh, so, and also, I think we've heard you talk about before, there's a difference between like what you wear in the dojo, but also like actual martial art, or uh, pardon me, like traditional clothing. Can you talk about just like the difference there a little bit for our listeners at home? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Traditional clothing in Japan is kimono. Mm. And um, that just means thing to wear. So, actually, mm-hmm. kimono is pretty broad. Uh, mm. And um, the thing that we wear for martial arts is the uniform. Mm-hmm. So you need to wear it, otherwise they don't let you in. It's probably for the best. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a requirement. To make, to make mm. it, yes, to make it more confusing, um, we wear kimono when we do kudo sometimes as well. Oh. The, the top part is kimono. Yeah, yeah. Is I it think depending I've seen on like the that. season or what you're going to do um, that it's day? A, it's a grading and this kind of thing, the formality. Mm. Okay, ah, I see. So it's more formal. Okay. Oh, so it's your like the tuxedo version of the kudo uniform. Okay, yeah, all right. So the difference between the two is with the martial arts, you ha- it's a requirement to wear that uniform yes. versus like kimonos or yukatas or anything else. Yes. It's a, more of a choice. It's a personal choice and it's up to you. However, for martial arts, you need to. It's a requirement. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. I see. No, I like That's that. That's really cool. So for you, so you did mention the choice. Um, have you worn uh, traditional Japanese clothing? Yes. Okay. 
And how was the response from both Japanese and foreigners? Ah, kimono. The response has been pretty positive, actually. Mm. So I don't post kimono, like full kimono with obi and that kind mm. of thing a lot. I don't post that a lot, but uh, the response is very positive from Japanese people. Mm. Uh, they love when you wear kimono or any traditional dress, sure. actually. Mm. Yeah. What would be examples of other ones? Uh, hitatare, which is a type of samurai wear. Mm. Uh, and um, I'll send you a photo. And uh, suikan, which is... Kariginu is also, um, I have them on my um, Instagram feed, but they're worn on horseback when they used to hunt oh. and hay on Super kind of cool. And you own those? Just like chilling in your apartment? I have a hitatare. Mm. I have one, which is uh, I use for horseback mm. archery. But um, yeah, there's there's just so much. It's really rich. Mm. Like uh, clothing, garment culture is really interesting mm. in mm. Japan. So it's not just kimono, you know, for men and women or yukata. There's a really big historic mm. background, and um, yeah, that kind of thing is really sort of something that I like to research on mm-hmm. and look into. So sometimes I buy stuff, but it's a bit expensive. <laughs> yeah. Your husband's just like going through the credit cards. <laughs> uh, honey, um, would you want to explain? <laughs> like, I know this like crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do wear it though. So. <laughs> there, there you it's go. Being used. It's for, and it's, if it's like for Instagram, awesome. it's like tax write off, right? Just like boom, there you go. knock that bad boy right off. That's a really good idea. I, if you're it's not doing that, you absolutely too. should. <laughs> like, and this is a social media company expense. <laughs> Goodbye, writing you off. There you go. So the response from uh, from Japanese right. is very good. positive, right? Okay. What about from foreigners uh, on social? Well, you know what? Let's distinguish it. Mm-hmm. What about from foreigners who actually see you in person and know you? They think that it's nice and mm. they don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Then foreigners online. Foreigners online who don't know me and yes. don't know that I've lived in Japan for 20 years. Mm. Yes. And don't know that I do martial arts. So well, I mean, you do have some information on your Instagram, the right? The biggest kind of uh, pushback I get is when I post about Kudo wearing my uniform. Mm. Sometimes okay. I get like, you're dressed up as a ninja or you're socially... Uh, you're, yeah, you're culturally appropriating. Yeah. Um, I want to write back, like, this is my uniform. <laughs> this is my, like, I got to wear it or they don't let me practice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, um, so it's a lot of pushback. Not It doesn't come when I'm wearing traditional dress. It's more like just the regular Kudo uniform. For some That's reason, it upsets people. Mm. Yeah. When you're wearing the mandatory like, clothing. This is cosplay 150%. I'm like, bro, this is my uniform. <laughs> Like, right. Yeah, it's mm. not cosplay. Yeah. I'm not a character. <laughs> I'm, I'm just practicing like mm-hmm. martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that understanding. They don't have the background, mm-hmm. and I realize, mm-hmm. you know, there's no use replying back to no. them or trying mm-hmm. to, because they don't know the backstory. Mm-hmm. It's just what you can see from that clip, and this is the thing with social media is that it doesn't give you all my background. Mm-hmm. If they want to go back through the feed and look around and stuff, but they don't. <laughs> they're, they're not they're interested in calling out what they think is cultural yeah. appropriation not in like doing even a, yeah. a small modicum of research I right mean, i mean but that's a you know when you look at it that way it's mm. just a bite-sized piece that they have and right. that's the impression that they mm. get so I correct mean, you kind of can't do much about that what would be your response if they actually did look into your backstory and so that you've been here for so long and yeah. you've actually are practicing the art yeah. and they still make those comments then i'm a weeb well, I mean, are are That's they wrong though? Like, yourself? no, I don't, because so I researched the word weeb because it didn't mm. exist when I came to Japan. Okay, so I was like weeb, uh, Urban Dictionary, <laughs> weeb. Uh, when was it invented? After I came to Japan, mm. so I was like, you know, I mean, the okay weeb. Uh, hmm. So that's what I get called usually. Mm. Mm. So, so I'm like, dude, I'm like an old lady with three kids living here, like chilling out, having a family and stuff. I'm <laughs> not a weeb. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's mm. kind of my image for younger mm. people or mm. people who are like anime. No offense, mm. anime is great, but mm. it didn't, it, well, it's not what drawn. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Big same. So, no, I, I found that really interesting because. Like cultural appropriation, like they're they're mm. they're legitimate cases, right? Yeah. Like when, when yes. things are being stolen, but yes. especially I, I had a very similar situation where I earned my hakama in aikido, <gasps> and like that is something. You're so cool. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, no, no! You're 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 so cool. Okay, like aikido is insanely good, 
Um, but yeah, so I earned my Hakaman Aikido, and I'm like, cool. post pictures of this stuff, and I get some comments. She's no. like, dude, you're such you're such a weeb, exactly. No. Or like, you shouldn't take that. You're white. You have no business wearing a Hakama. I'm like, dog, I earned <laughs> this. Do you understand? You don't. Mm. You can't just. Well, you can go buy one, but but like mm. you. Like this is a, a mark of yes. like it's achievement right. that is not appropriation in any way, and the same mm. is true for Kudo and stuff as well. It's just a lack of awareness. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. No, one one hundred percent. If you know this, then you don't get upset about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, but I can say that just I can definitely relate wow. to those sorts of like We're negative so comments connected. and stuff. Well, I, like I was saying before the show started, I was just like, <laughs> you and I, we've got nice. insanely similar Very backgrounds nice. over yeah. here, super mm. vibing. That's we fantastic. can be brother and sister. Oh, I mean, honestly, like, look at that, that diamond-shaped face. Like, <laughs> there you go. Jo- slightly off-color hair, but it, the perfect teeth. Just twinsies over yeah. here all maybe the way. So, right? Maybe so. Maybe so. There you go. <laughs> Get that jawline shot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, for people who you mentioned that kudo is a bit uh, slow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what would be the main difference between kudo and archery? So there are many, many. The equipment obviously is very different. Sure. Uh, mm. The bow is a, a yumi, which is asymmetric. Mm-hmm. So oh. the top limb is longer than the bottom limb. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, in recurve, there are many types of archery. Longbow mm. archery, Olympic recurve, bare bow. Mm. Uh, it depends what type of archery you're talking about. But if okay. it's just regular recurve, it's an asymmetric bow. So the handle is in the middle of the curve mm. for, for mm-hmm. Olympic archery. So the equipment's all different. We put the arrow on opposite sides. Mm. Um, close to us or far away from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drawer is very different. So technical aspects of it are very, very different. Mm. And uh, we don't shoot for points as such. So there's no oh. like bullseye. Everyone's mm. like bullseye. Oh. Like, <laughs> no, it's just a hit. So it's either hit or no hit. Okay. And the oh. distance is always set. Yeah, oh, okay. Totally. I didn't know that. Super yes. cool. Yes. Yes. Mm. So it's just um, either on or off. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the distance is 28 meters. And it's set at 28 meters. Mm. There is long distance, which is 60 meters. Yeah. Wow. However, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fun, though. I'm sure it is. It sounds <laughs> like it'd be a blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, about 28 meters, and that's your standard. Mm. And it doesn't change. This is the thing. Yeah. So mm. Okay. There are, there are quite a few differences. I've made a uh, video on my YouTube, and I got started, and it didn't stop, and the video is so long. And, like, <laughs> oh, honestly, I took forever. Mm. But there are, yeah. So many similarities too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I did bare bow. So, have you tried archery? Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna yeah, ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I started. Um, I do field archery, which is outdoors. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've taken actually my Yumi, the Japanese one, to the field archery mm. place, and I've mm. used that. And also, I use a regular recurve bow because mm. you know everyone was like. Uh, the archery community on social media is really awesome mm. and they're very mm. welcoming and very kind and they're like you gotta try you gotta try something like, in Japan mm. the archery population not Kudo the archery population is so small mm. I'm sure tiny yeah, yeah. and the places where you can do it are just like hardly any because Kudo is like the thing here mm. there are mm-hmm. over a thousand dojos all over Japan but you know places to do archery so it's not dying is that correct? Kudo? I mean, no. There, you said it over a thousand dojos yes. for Kudo, right? I mean, so is it well, increasing? You see the, the kids walking on yeah, the trains I, I can't stuff. go a yeah, week no, without yeah. seeing the kids on the train, yeah. So the thing is, I don't know the data for it, so mm-hmm. that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so is it 140,000 is the population. The thing okay. is that 75% is students. Mm. So between middle school, high school, university. And the problem is that they graduate. And the yeah, that's a big problem, yeah. that just drops off. Because as soon as you're a Japanese... Oeru or Sararima, mm. you, you got no time. True. Like, when do you do it? So mm-hmm. you have this massive drop off, but you have these new babies coming, these new mm. middle schoolers, and they're doing Fubukatsu, which is their club activities. Mm-hmm. So the population is constantly renewing itself. I every see. three years, every four years, they're just like a 75% of kids. I see. Yeah, wow. so it is this younger generation is there, there's a lot. The adult population is very small. Interesting. So, how do they mark it? I remember you were in an interview before, and you were saying how some dojos are very closed off. Yes. Right. So, how? I mean, and you also mentioned that there's many different types of dojos. Right. Right. So, can you explain like how that's, you know, the the whole concept of that? Which ones are more common? Which ones are more popular? And how people can get into a dojo themselves? So, uh, for kudo, right? Yes, for yeah, kudo. So kudo is is tricky because they only do a beginner course which you have to take part in once mm. a year 
That's so narrow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, everyone volunteers. The teachers volunteer. So Mm -hmm. if I was going to be a volunteer, I'd be like, yeah, once a year is fine for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. And um, yeah, so I mean, I understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Once a year. And it runs for a couple of weeks. The problem is that the amount of numbers are very limited. You have to have sort of one-on-one, a teacher teaching you Mm. or a couple of people, a very small group. So you have about 15 or 20 max mm-hmm. and you have like 150 people applying to join. It's so popular. And these, so w- quite yeah, these, are, these are all adults. So this is like so, so popular. This is my dojo in particular. 150 mm-hmm. people to like 15 spaces. So people wait wow. years to start, right? And then, you mentioned before that yeah. the adults don't have the time. And now, yeah. the yes. your specific dojo, yes. right? Is it just because of your social media influence? That's no, why. No, no, it's not. <laughs> we'll ascribe all of it to no, her. It's absolutely. Not related to me, it's not. But okay. You'll get uh, housewives or okay. Or, you, oh or, yeah. Yeah, stay-at-home moms. Yeah. And uh-huh. have, so they'll be older. So I started when I was thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're at that later stage of life. You mm-hmm. won't have these people who have just started working for a Japanese company. Or I like see. Mm-hmm. I no see. time off. So. You'll have people who have spare time. You'll get 60, 70, 80 year olds who want to start. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So this is what it is. Is it mainly male or females? Uh, you know, both, actually. Yeah, I mean, when you're tired and you got time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, why is, not? It's a really good mix. It's okay. not male or female heavy at all. Okay. Like, okay. Naginata, I do Naginata as well. It's very female heavy. Oh, naginata, it's like the spear fighting, right? Yeah, it's. Or, uh, um, or no, no, I mean, not a spear, but a spear-esque weapon, right? Yes, yes yeah. it's a pole, pole arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's very woman-centric. It's got a lot of women. So, in, in, in relation, Kyudo is very, like, balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, someone who's interested in... Okay, let's break it down. So, there will be a tourist who will be coming to Japan. Yes. Obviously, and they're already here. Yeah. Right, so if they want to join in, how yeah. are they able to do that? It's very, very difficult to find somewhere. You can't just go to a regular public dojo and be like, hey, can I try? Mm-hmm. So you, that's very tricky. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I started a, a place where people mm-hmm. without Japanese can come and try uh, Kudo if they want mm-hmm. to, together with my senpai. So that's like my... Um, my friend, who was mm. the one who introduced me to Kudo originally. Okay. Oh, really? Six years ago, okay. yeah. So he okay. has a teaching qualification, a coaching qualification for Kudo, and we work together. So he's the Japanese side, I'm the English side, and we uh, run it once a week. And uh, in four years, we've had about 2,000 oh, people. Nice. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Now, do you charge for this? Like, uh, uh, yes, we charge. No, I was, was going to say, you, you you certainly should be. Um, <laughs> we charge, we just like raking it yeah. in. Just, no, oh, yeah. It's no. not. Like, it's not. Airbnb is very expensive. There are sure. a couple of places where you can do it, but it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's affordable. Um, and uh, we, got a, we got an award recently for tourism. Oh, congratulations. Oh, really? Yeah, from the Japanese government. Very to nice. Say, That's amazing. Like, good job. And, because there aren't many places that will let you try. Sure. Right. So, Lindo, link in the description below. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, I've been asking a lot of questions. No, so you, you, you've been getting, I, I want to <laughs> sign up for this. Good. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, I, I'm also curious about, you know, you said you do horseback. Ah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Tell, you said, tell us like, a little bit about okay. that. How did you okay. get started so, in that? What's, yes. like, how do we yes. get started in that? I mean, anybody can do it. And I started just because the pandemic, the dojo was shut. So mm-hmm. the dojo was shut. And this is mm. outdoors, you know, horse mm. riding. And um, there is a new type of horseback archery called sports yabusame. Yabusame is the traditional one that mm-hmm. they do at Jinja, which is mm-hmm. a Shinto shrine. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a, it's a prayer. So this kind of one is very, uh, you have to be trained for quite a while before mm-hmm. they allow you to ride on the horse even. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But Sports Yabusame takes Japanese horses, indigenous horses. They're called Kisoma. So very small, pony-sized. Mm. Uh, and they're the horses that samurai used to ride on battle with armor and stuff on. So they're very mm. stocky. But they can do about 40 kilometers an hour. So okay. They, they're, they're not that slow. Mm. Okay. Um, and you use the traditional horse tack. Japanese horse tack is very different to Western or British. Mm. Uh, and then you jump on and How's you're going to learn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all the nitty gritty details it's easiest to show to show photos but the kura or the saddle is made of wood okay whereas wooden saddle yes you you put so comfortable really photos of you with it yes 
Okay. It's, it's we'll probably the, yeah, the, uh, be showing those okay. right now. Yeah. So the, the stirrups for Western uh, Western types of uh, horse riding, we, we know we put our feet in and mm. they kind of come straight up. Japanese one is shaped like a slipper, like a big slipper. Ah. Yeah, it's very stable, very wide, um, because you don't sit down in the saddle while you're shooting. Mm -hmm. You leave a little, little space there, so your body acts as the suspension while the horse is galloping, so that you can mm. keep your keep it flat while you want to shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's very different. But Sports Yabusama is open and available to everybody, and there are places. Uh, I've written articles for uh, martial arts magazines that are online mm. Uh, mm. that have instruction in English, mm. like three-day intensive courses and this kind of thing. Uh, you can learn, and everybody's okay to learn, and you can try it if you want. Okay. Yeah. So, th so this is far more accessible to like, tourists and people of that this nature, right? This kind of thing yeah. is accessible to tourists actually yeah now that you say mm. it probably more than kudo yeah i would imagine just based on what you're saying yeah. it absolutely mm. seems to be the case yeah if you search up sports yabusame or yabusame mm. experience online you'll find um places where you can do it i just i That's love the discrepancy they're like oh just kudo by yourself standing on the ground absolutely not get out of here <laughs> oh you want to do it from a horse <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, so, yeah we'll get you right up there pal yeah, I mean, it's not, <laughs> here i give you a boost like dangerous yeah difficult it seems much more challenging. I would imagine. But for someone that can use a bow already, and I know how to ride horses. Correct, but I'm saying for the beginner, mm. right? What would you they recommend will let you for do them? do it on the first day, though. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And walking, you know, you're not going to be like. You're, you're not galloping at 40 kilometers going in. But it's enough, right? And then after mm -hmm. a couple of months, you'll be able to do it. So, yeah. That's really awesome. That's pretty That cool. sounds like a lot of fun. No. It, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So I would like to know more about your dojo specifically. Yeah. Just to confirm, mm. is this a dojo that you and your senpai built up, or is it one that you had already been in when you started? So this, uh, the facility that we use mm -hmm. is in Akabane, which is in, okay. a, in a mm -hmm. one part of Tokyo. And the dojo has a booking system where anybody can book and Online? can reserve the uh for japanese people who are live in the area they can make a specific um how can we say we become a group and so we have a group uh booking system there mm. it's a lottery so okay. we we as a as a group as a dojo uh, we try to get as many sessions as we can usually mm. it's once a week mm. so we get to use this beautiful indoor facility it's mm. a shared facility so other kudo groups come and use it too. So mm. once okay. a week, okay. we'll have a practice session and people will DM us mm -hmm. uh, via Instagram or mm. Facebook and they'll mm. say, hey, I want to learn. I'll send them all the information mm -hmm. and the dates mm. and they ch just choose one. Mm. And then if they're interested and they want to keep going, there's no like minimum. I just want to try once. That's fine. I just want to mm. take photos and videos. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I got to leave to go back to my country. That's fine. Um, I want to continue. I'm living in Japan. Like these kind of people, I want to help. Correct. Mm. So I introduce them to you want to be in the area where you're living mm. or you're working so okay. that you can oh. continue to and you can grade. So I find where they're living. Mm. find the dojo, find the beginner's course information, mm. and get them in there as fast as possible. So is this a business that you have? Yeah, Because um, that seems like a lot of work to do, just like out of the kindness of your heart for like 2,000 two plus people, yeah, right? No, it's, it's what because it's it seems like, like oh, it's broken down to two different sections, right? Mm. It's the tourists who come here, and mm. they're like, I just want to go for a day or so. Mm. And then there's the foreigners who actually live here. Yeah. And then you're helping them not get into your dojo, but you're helping the other dojos. Yeah. So do they give you like mm. a Cut. No, 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 no. no. So she already quit the uh, yeah. was head hunting job, right? So no. <laughs> but um, that is one small part of it. The other part are all Japanese people. So we oh. have um, experience. Ah, so three then. Yeah. Yes. So we have experienced people. There are people who, like I mentioned, they they started as students. Mm -hmm. Thirty-five years. They haven't done kudo, but hey, I have time. I want to start again. Mm -hmm. You know, jumping into the regular dojo is a bit scary for me. Mm. Can I just come mm. to your once a week session? We rent equipment. So mm. you know, oh. buying all the stuff up front and you don't know if you're going to continue is a little bit risky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a bit, everyone's unsure. So they come once a week, get into it. Okay, mm. I want to continue. And as Japanese people, they go off by themselves and they'll find their local place and mm -hmm. join and they'll still come back and visit us sometimes. Mm. There are other people who have interpersonal, it's their own dojo is a little bit, mm, it's a little 
little bit awkward sometimes. There mm-hmm. are teachers who come and try to teach them things that they don't want to be taught. Um, they, they just yeah. want to be free and do their own shooting and stuff mm-hmm. and practice. So they come to us. When you say that some of the students go to the... Is the, is the proper term senpai um, for all of the dojos, like the leaders? Uh, the, it depends. The if they have a... If their instructor is sensei, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. if they're just the elder, then yeah, senpai. Yeah, yeah sensei. Um, so when the sensei tries to teach this, what the student claims is not necessary, for example, is that due to the sensei trying to uh, teach the proper way of Kyudo? Uh, it, it depends. There's a lot of intri- intricacies, and it, there are so many different um, ways that it happens. And But basically, they have uh, attention that they don't want, and um, that's mm. one of the other reasons that they mm. come. So they just okay. want to be left alone to chill out, and maybe they want to take photos and videos. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing is difficult in regular Japanese dojos. Mm. Taking photos and videos is really necessary to help your technique. Mm-hmm. You can see what you look like when you're shooting, and the way you look is part of the way that we're graded. Mm. So ah, it's very important, yeah. but it's kind of frowned upon in some dojos. So mm. they come to us uh, in the weekend, usually once a week on a Saturday, we're doing the practice sessions, mm. and they video themselves and that kind of thing. So there I are see. many different types of Japanese practitioners, and then we have tourists mm. and also non-Japanese people who live in Japan. Mm. So mm. we've got a, a wide range of people, and it's always a mix. It seems oh. like you're super busy. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is it not like a business? How are you not like making money from I'm this? Not, it, it's not a bu- so it's not a business. So no, I know I understand that. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying how is it? Okay, kind why of, is it not a business? Yeah, really, that's okay. probably the better yeah. question, okay, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, unlike other martial arts. It's not really allowed. What's not allowed? Socially. It's not acceptable to make money from... Oh, okay. Interesting. So okay. if you were to set this up as just a tourist thing alone, it would be very taboo, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm, not really in the good... Not, yeah, because okay. I was going to say, it seems like there's a nice gap in the market. Like, I should start buying up some real estate and opening Kudo dojos for people to rent out, but yeah, I mean, you if there's that much demand... Qualified. Right. One thing, mm-hmm. and it takes a good twenty years or so. Oh no, no, I don't personally want to be qualified. I just want to own the dojo and then <laughs> rent it to someone who is qualified. Yeah, so there are people doing Airbnbs mm. do that, but it's very mm-hmm. few. So this is sure. probably the reason mm. why there are not that many places that do it. That makes a lot of sense. You said there's a long waiting list, so there's clearly a demand. Mm-hmm. Going back to your yep. point. Yep. So many people want to try, but the thing is, a high—not a high percentage—but some of them just want to try once. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you know? Like, you're joining this beginner's class at a standard dojo, and everyone is expecting you to like stay there forever for the rest of your life. But what if you don't like it? Like, I I know that that's all another part of Japanese culture, to my understanding, is mm-hmm. that Japanese people take their hobbies like to the max. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't do a hobby just like a little bit. You don't do it once on the weekend. Yeah, like, like, it becomes your whole like waking life when you're not at work, true, right? Yeah, exactly right. It's like so the cool. way of X hobby. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do keto, like, no, of course you're one of us now. You're gonna do keto every day. You're, yeah. you're gonna think about keto when you're at work. You're gonna okay. think about it while you're raising your kids. That's so, it. So I got a little bit of pushback actually. Now that you say that. When I started the horseback archery, really? they're mm-hmm. like, huh, so you started that as well. And then start nagging at that. Oh, you're doing that too. It's like, huh. And I look on my Instagram, it's like, Tameshigiri is cutting an Iaido. And it's like, this, ah, this, yeah. this. Everyone's like, huh. Well, you're not allowed to have multiple interests? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. it depends on the teacher. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I get, oh, you do a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's like, so uh, passive aggressive. Oh my yeah, god. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I get the same? I'm really jealous. You're just jealous. I, uh, <laughs> I, I can't say for sure, but I think so, honestly. But a good student will just be doing their one thing mm. in martial arts as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah you, absolutely. So, do you get the same comments from foreigners? Like, you do no, too I many things? Cool. <laughs> cool. Do more. Yeah. You need to try kendo. And I'm like, yeah. But awesome. basically, yeah. So, the very that's quite a cultural difference. Mm. I see. So I've got a question for you. When it comes to all of this that you're doing, what would you tell tourists that are coming into Japan first time? They they are excited to try a martial arts, archery, something. Yes. You know what? What would you tell them? Uh, depends what you like, how much time you have, and where you're mm. going to be based. 
Japanese government has started a new uh, website, and it's called budotourism.com. And you can go there, and there are places where you can visit all throughout Japan, all different types of martial arts, and they will accept drop-ins and experiences you can go and try. There are a couple of Kyudo ones there. Uh, our dojo should be listed there. Mm. There's kendo, naginata. There's so many different types of things, and uh, they have an Instagram account too. Okay. So, yeah, I'm gonna be producing some content for them. Secret. Oh, is it super secret? <laughs> Do we need to cut that out? Honestly, no. <laughs> no, you can uh, keep it in. But they're gonna be putting a little bit more effort into their social media mm-hmm. um, because they see how much you know how people are quite interested in trying. Martial arts at the you know in the country where mm. where the uh, origin sure. came mm-hmm. from. So that's really cool. So I think uh, if you're not sure what you want to do, but you want to try something, I mean you can DM me anytime on Instagram or whatever. I got a lot of I get a lot of DMs just saying, do you know where I can try such and such? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not on that website, but um, also it depends on your Japanese level as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Some places they offer English assistance. Mm-hmm. Airbnb is good. But just be aware that you'll pay through the nose. <laughs> it'll be expensive, but it'll be nice though, because it'll yeah. be it'll be a really good, compact mm-hmm. experience, quite, mm-hmm. and it'll be authentic and nice. I'm sure. Just check the reviews and that kind of thing. Sure, and yeah. I imagine most people traveling to Japan for like a long holiday probably going to be fine paying a little extra to get like that authentic yeah, experience, yeah, right? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm curious about uh, your current time management and how you expect to. <laughs> Have that set. In the uh, yeah, but second, second that question. <laughs> the the it's, reason it's is because you mentioned two things. You mentioned yeah. that there's a long waiting list for Hudo. Mm-hmm. Then you mentioned that, you know, for people to DM you and you you help them, yeah. right? You're also a social media influencer. So day by day, you're getting more and more popular and thus more and more DMs every week or month, right? Yeah, DMs are blown up. Exactly. So <laughs> you hear that, how, fellas? You, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> How do you how do you plan to manage this all? Because you're not getting paid for it either, no, I'm not and you're not going to build your own dojo, right, no. and charge people for no, it. So, no, no, that's not how, how 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 are you going to manage this as you continue to gain and rise in popularity? Good good question. I've, I haven't really thought about it because it's been really organic until mm. now, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, as I can, uh, I've started subscriber services uh, via Instagram. They've okay. come to Japan, tw- uh, Twitter, X. I'm still waiting. Uh, and I have a Patreon. So mm-hmm. the people that are on those sites and using mm. those facilities will get my time the most. Ah, uh, of course, of course. Anything they want to know, I'll be there to help them out. Mm-hmm. However, Would that be frowned upon? Um, no, you're using Patreon. I'm not teaching anybody online or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, it's just sort of like kudo how-tos, and it's the same as my Instagram, but a little bit deeper. It's more mm-hmm. of a deep dive, different Correct. weapons, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So actually, I have a big interest other than just kudo. Sure. So there's a lot of different um, traditional, cultural sort of things that are on there. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I put a priority for the people who are you know making time to pay to support mm. my content mm. correct and then it's basically whenever i have time so i wake up about five whoa hold up i'm so sorry <laughs> you wake up at five yeah, but you know if you have kids you have to feed them breakfast so ah it's like, it's like <laughs> you you were you're talking me out of it actively here i was like well no maybe i won't contribute to the you know proliferation of the oh, human race i don't want to wake started. up at five <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wake up early and I will do what I need to do, try mm. to post once a week mm-hmm. on my regular social media. Sure. But mm-hmm. that takes research and, you know, fact checking and yeah. due, mm-hmm. due diligence and mm-hmm. you don't want to put out false information, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the research takes the longest. I uh, go through DMs at that time mm-hmm. and it's like, hi, are you married? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get saw that one coming. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, I'm just like, dude, I'm old enough to be your mom, like, and I have three kids, so leave me alone. You, <laughs> once you've made the sale, stop selling. You're not gonna bat them off like that, man. I'm telling you. I just, yeah, I filter through, and I find mm. um, usually people send very serious, very good. Mm. I'm gonna be coming at this time. I want to do this. Can you help me? Or I love to start keto. I'm mm. in this country. Oh. And you know, Kudo's worldwide. Sure. So I'll just get the links, send the links off, International Kudo mm. Federation, talk to this person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. it does take time for mm-hmm. each individual, but I get 
the most amazing photos. I started Cuter today, oh. thanks to you. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's I, special. Uh, that's awesome. I send used equipment as well to people because mm. it's oh, difficult nice. to get different gloves. It's yeah. made of deer skin. Um, mm-hmm. A craftsperson makes it. Mm-hmm. Send it over to Germany. I got my glove. Thank you so much. Like, I love this, man. So mm-hmm. it's all just that's like. awesome. Yeah, so you, kind of yeah. one of those warm, fuzzy, getting warm fuzzies and helping mm. people kind of motivates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to sort of people. So it's not like how much money can I make, which my yeah. husband really, he tells me off about it. He's like, how much money are you getting? I don't know. No, this is for free. And I'm... <sighs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because yeah. some people yeah. will say that through this, traveler, and not just tourists or travelers, but even residents here would be taking advantage of you. That's what uh, some people would claim. I didn't think about that, really, but... People up until now, in my in my experience so far, everybody's been very good. Hmm. Yeah, so I haven't really been taken advantage no. of. And, okay, uh, and yeah, that's good though. Like it just seems like you've cultivated like this really like passionate community surrounding Kyoto. Yeah. So of course like there aren't going to be people there with like ulterior motives or things like that. I mean, of course they, they exist. Okay. But generally it seems like the people who are reaching out to you seem to be more genuinely passionate about it. Very genuine and very nice. So I want to help them out. And it's just Mm. finding that, that entrance and then Mm. sending them a couple of links and they go and do the rest themselves. I'm not like doing everything, you know, they just Mm -hmm. need to point in the right, be Mm. pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But when you point them in the right direction, if that dojo has a waiting list and then the other dojo has a waiting list, Right, then then what can they do? Mm. So if they're in Tokyo, they can come to me okay. and come mm-hmm. and learn. But if okay. they're not, then basically they're they're in a cycle of applying and waiting. I see. Mm. Yeah. And what is the reason why your dojo doesn't have a long waiting list? It, it kind of does. So we, mm. have, we have first-timer uh, mm. tourism spots, people mm. who are from um, out of Japan, people who live in Japan. It's the first time to try. We, we can only teach two or three people at a, a session. Correct. So we're booked kind of a month in advance now. So okay. they um they put our dojo up on NHK World. So we did a um, documentary. I was gonna about to ask yeah. you about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of this. Mm. Damn NHK World. <laughs> 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 yeah, because of this, uh, people seeing it, they're mm. you know I'm I'm coming to Japan next month. I want to book with you in advance. Correct. So because of this and this really positive you know effect, mm. it's booked mm. out basically. And so, so that's the part I don't fully understand. It is booked out. And the reason why you cannot have another dojo is because? There's not enough time. Because it's just me and him. And he's a full-time Japanese salary man. And I'm Okay. Not. Oh, If I you had more staff, though, would it be yes. fine? Yes. It's not looked down upon? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like this is kind of like a... I don't know, snake eating its own tail kind of yeah. issue thing, right? Yeah, Where exactly. if they would just allow you... If you, they let you make money off it and that wasn't culturally taboo, there'd be more dojos open. You'd grow the number yeah. of people doing it's it. There wouldn't be any point. waiting lists. Yeah. People are making more money. Yeah. Instead of having to be a salary man, he can just teach Kudo all day. Yeah. Like it's The thing is with the Budo, especially um, mm. karate and that kind of thing are different because sure. they become Olympic sports. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the difference between sport and martial art. The mm. martial art is basically, I guess that's why it's frowned frowned upon. Can you explain um, what is the difference between martial arts and the sport? Well, Olympic event okay. and non-Olympic event. So very, but you know, Kudo, there's a very blurred line between sport and martial art. People yeah. say it's both, actually. Yeah. Um, so betterment of yourself, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. Yeah. And teaching others, giving yourself, volunteering, this is all it is. Don't mm-hmm. expect to get paid to teach Kudo. Mm-hmm. So actually, we've had we have this thing on Twitter X at the moment. Uh, a couple of people, Japanese, who are giving online instruction mm. uh, for, you know, um, that kids pay for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's become quite a. I think it's good. I think it's really bad. In the Japanese Kudo community, it's mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. People are up really and divisive. Yeah. Okay. Why are you trying to make money off Kudo? And mm. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not one way or the other. Mm-hmm. These kids have their own teacher, but they want mm-hmm. extra. And the people who are teaching have been, you know, um, national team champions. Sure, yeah. So they're very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. No, it was great. It is in the Japanese community, that sphere of um, Kudo, it's talked about a lot as well. Like, it should be it should be a business. Or you should be able to make money from it. Why can't we make money from it kind of thing? Well, people are arguing about it. Well, one of the things I find really kind of unfortunate about our position here as foreigners is because we can have an opinion like this that I, you know, I think is pretty correct. <laughs> 
but we can't really be at the forefront of like changing the culture here in Japan. If yeah. you're, if I'm just it's like, hey, why happen. don't you do it? Why don't you be the the, the trendsetter? Like, well, I'm from New Zealand, so probably <laughs> probably not gonna be the play if I had to guess. No. So now that is unfortunate, but yeah. you know, so I figure someone's got to do it at some point, right? Like, well, it it the thing is, it's not really accepted within the. The organizational structure. You just gotta, you gotta push to get it accepted as an Olympic event, and boom, uh, done. Yeah, good, good point. But yeah. maybe not because uh, <laughs> archery is in there already, you know. So. Yeah, but you it's know better than sports. anyone. There's clear, uh, yeah. different. Yeah. But now I can also see that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Minor, gonna take on time. A world scale, it's minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get that. But yeah. that'd be super cool. That would be Definitely. that'd be very interesting. You know, we talked a lot about Kudo, which I know a lot of people are interested in, but also um, you are, as I mentioned before, a PR and tourism ambassador for ah, Saitama yes, Prefecture. Indeed. So how did you get that position? So okay. Mm, good question. I live in uh, Saitama, which is north of Tokyo. So from Shinjuku are about twenty seven minutes. Oh, uh, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to dox you. I used to live there. I'm cu- uh, wanna, never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. Well, I'll ask you afterwards. But Udawa, I live in Udawa. Udawa. <laughs> she was like, no, it's fine, guys. No, it's All been right. on TV and. Oh sure, sure, sure. Uh, so basically, I've lived there. The reason I lived there uh, originally was because I got married. Mm. So mm. my husband is from there, Japanese Pretty. guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I moved there. And after living there for a little while, I thought, hey, you know, I have this small following on social mm. media. I'm on TV. I do talk about New Zealand, but wouldn't it be cool to talk about the area that I live in? Mm. And um, I live in Saitama City, but there's also Saitama Prefecture. Mm. It's a weird, mm-hmm. it's massive. Uh, and I contacted the prefectural government and mm. I said, hey, Hey, so I uh, want to help to promote your prefecture, and they're like, "Come in and talk to us." And I got it. They didn't have anyone at the time who was doing it. They had a couple of Saitama University students, mm. uh, and they were using okay. yeah because they speak all different languages. Okay. So they had one person for different languages, and cool. that kind of disappeared the year after I started. Mm. But I'm um, now it's just me and uh, yeah, PR and tourism. Mm. Helping out, That's and cool. actually, I did an event yesterday in Tokyo, and the mayor of the prefecture came, mm-hmm. and um, inbound tourism started up again. So now yeah. I, I have a busy job. That's fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, about how much of your time does that like consume, or, or like, what do your duties entail for that right. work? So, so duties are to, I just choose a place I want to visit mm-hmm. and go visit it. Write about it in English. They have a website. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, which I'm kind of like, uh, website, like who's going to look at it? So I put it on social media. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the objectively correct place I mean, to put it, right? Yeah, like. You can fax it to everybody. Anyway, so I put it on social media. You'll see some of my Instagram posts are like visiting Katanakaji, which is a sword maker. Oh, and he's based yeah. in Saitama. So that was part of it. And sure. I'll be wearing my little uniform and um, doing bonsai, doing like all these kind of traditional experiences. Mm. And um, yeah, so I go visit and then talk about it in English and Japanese online. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've got a question for you. Great. Um, Saitama, as far as mm. I live there as well, I'm in Wakoshi. Mm. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Giri Giri Tokyo. Um, That's true. But uh, as far as that, Saitama is known as Dai Saitama <laughs> in mm. some cultures to Japanese yeah. people, which basically means. Lame. Everybody on Saitama, right? Everybody's I, really mean. So please explain why and how to avert that. Like I mean, what was your little opinion Edo. on it? There's also little Edo, little but is that Edo's amongst adorable. is that amongst uh, Japanese or foreigners? Little Edo? Kawagoe. Yeah. Kawagoe. Is, oh, um, Koedo. I used to live in Kawagoe. Dude, it's and so rad. Kawagoe is not bad. Okay, Kawagoe is pretty pretty good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. We went to school the there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you went to school in Kawagoe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you can learn some it's, it's awesome. Yeah, Kawagoe is great. Yeah, it was great. But the only issue for yeah. me was like to get to like Takanorobaba. It was like 40 minutes straight right. on a train with nothing in between. Yeah, yeah, so that's why you moved. Yeah, that's why I moved. Because yes. I, I had to go into the city for... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell everyone where I moved, but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I got out of there. I needed to do like auditions and stuff in the uh, city. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, right? yeah. it takes about an hour. It takes an hour, and yeah. it, just, it doubles up when you go to right? and from. It's exhausting. Yes. Like, Early starts are very difficult. Yeah. And late yeah. nights yeah. and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. So, Dasai means lame, as you said. 
Um, but it's kind of, I don't know, people love to like do that. Because Kanagawa, you know, um, Greater Tokyo is Kanagawa and mm-hmm. Tochigi, Chiba and Saitama. Mm-hmm. So Chiba and Kanagawa, they have these beaches. Mm. They're damn beaches. <laughs> Saitama doesn't have ocean or a beach. Mm-hmm. And they just have dams and mountains and rivers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people, they like to poke fun at that. There's not a whole big wide exciting mm. environment like other prefectures mm. so they're just jealous and they have to <laughs> be mean about it i think yeah but you know when you live you know if you live there mm-hmm. it's, a ni- it's a great place most of what it's you great. have uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. how big was your social media following when you approached them to like try and secure this position uh, not that i didn't even have like 10k i don't think Oh, you, you, they hired you as the ambassador and you didn't even have 10K? No, because at the time they were like, what's social, honestly? Oh, no, okay. Honestly, like, the uh, government, are you kidding me? They They're don't even like, know the internet exists, yeah, so, so yeah. I explained to them, like, I, you know, I do this, this dojo and I got mm. this award and I, you know, uh, 29 different countries throughout the world came to visit us to do Kudo. And they're like, how did you get that? <laughs> like, how did, I'm like, Instagram. And they're like, What? just from Instagram? Yeah, man. Like Social media mm-hmm. is so powerful right now and they, it just blew their minds. They mm. have an Instagram account but it's very like, today's photo. Uh, today's photo. I so it's quite, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to change yeah. that a bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it for sure. I've done the same thing like kind of revamping yeah, an Instagram, yeah. look at all the competitors and mm. it's just like, it's like an 80 year old person like this is what I think an Instagram post should look like and it's just the tackiest, just like text on like a plain blue background or like it's impossible uh, to explain you have to look at it i'm yeah. sure i'm sure you can see it in your head but yeah, no it's no hashtags no nothing so it's no. Like such a waste so that's why mm. i'm trying to and i do suggest to them and i'm giving them strong critical feedback mm. about how to like improve everything and make it better so do you yeah. partner yeah. with other tourism ambassadors from other prefectures no <laughs> those are a but, sharp nope uh, but i but i should and um i don't know i I, if it's martial arts related or uh, traditional culture related, then I will go anywhere mm. in, in, in Japan because that's really what my fate is about. And it's about mm-hmm. introducing like, you know, unique and interesting things that everybody can mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, when, when, whenever possible, I try to do Saitama. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And uh, also, sorry, we're, we're, if you don't want to talk about like money in any capacity, uh, yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, let's talk about money. About I money. love to talk about money. So what does like, the compensation look like for that? Like, Is that more like freelance kombini, work? It's like kombini baito. It's, it's oh. about the same as... Yeah. yeah, like like Part-time most, uh, yeah, yep. yeah, I I get it. Like it sounds so hour. such a glamorous title, and like wow, you must make a lot of money. You're like, well, I get like maybe yeah. saying in an hour equivalent. So, in terms of everything that you see mm. in sort of my whole life, obviously the the dojo that I help run is volunteer, mm. mm-hmm. and um, then the ambassador work is depending on the job. There are not that many per year, maybe four or five places I visit in the whole year. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. They have a budget because they're yeah. the Japanese government. Mm-hmm. Correct. And um, that's budgeted out. And then TV work as well. Yeah, yeah. about the same as convenience store. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hourly wage. Because yeah. you'll do 10 or 8 or 10 hours for yeah, about yeah. about ten or twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched this uh, anime recently called Oshinoko. Did you did you watch it? So it's very deep. She about said like before she's. You know, it's I, she's I'm not a, a weeb. I'm remember, that's a, you can watch it and not be a weeb, okay, guys? I'm. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. Stake in my. You have to be a weeb. No, I'm kidding. So so this show like uh, it's got a supernatural element, but it delves very deeply into like idol culture and oh, actor kids, culture. And it's uh, and it's very accurate. Like uh, we watched this episode, or uh, there's a scene about being on set, yeah. and like filming like this little drama. I'm like, these people know this is incredibly accurate. Like all the catty stuff that happens in the background, uh, uh, just what it's like being on set. They capture it very well. But early in like the first ever episode, being an idol, like one of the main characters like works so hard, and she's like, how much did I get? I was like two thousand dollars, and she's like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, this is yeah. convenience store wages. Like it looks so glamorous on the outside, but. You but can like crush it Jap- and make that. Yeah. yeah. Japanese um, talent agencies are pretty. They take like fifty percent, man. Yeah. Like it's a uh, lot. Yes, fifty percent for foreigners, fifty yeah. percent. But you'll get like um, Yoshimoto Kogyo is a Japanese talent agency for comedians. So like Watanabe Naomi, son. Mm. Watanabe mm. Naomi is with uh, Yoshimoto Kogyo, mm. and she was saying like each time she'd be on, uh, you know, five hundred yen. She, that's like one coin. 
um, because that's the stipulated wage, and then your your extras, your things like uh, advertisements, mm. uh, selling you know goods, which mm. are like she has a clothing brand and this kind sure. of thing. Sure. Yeah. They do take a cut of it, but it's mostly hers. So mm. like mm. this basic salary that they have. Yeah, it's. It's a lunchbox. It's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a yeah, right there. And the yeah. ironic thing is, the lunchboxes they give you aren't that good, right? Yeah. No, no, yes. I, yeah, I, I read that You read that question, yeah. I read that question. So, what 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 is the best or worst bento you've ever had? So the worst one. I laughed when I read that question because I was like, damn, I know exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I uh, I was at TBS actually. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, they gave us a. Curry lunchbox. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, it was so, so spicy. I'm cool with spicy, like, normally, but you're True. just about to go out into a TV show and film for, you know, five or six hours straight. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to be, like, curried up. I know, right? Oh, oh, my God. Like, give me a break. And everyone, the whole thing, it was just curry. There was no other option. So I was mm. like, are you, I just couldn't eat it. But, um, yeah, so curry, and it was spicy, and everyone was, like, yellow, and it stinks. <laughs> and I was like, man, why did they choose that? Like, curry's good. I love it, but mm-hmm. just not right before you go on air. No, I, I could not agree more, and that sounds like a <laughs> pretty... pretty Pretty rancid bento for sure. I mean, like fine at home, but like before you're about to work, right? And then it's all like full in your yeah. tummy. Like curry rice is heavy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah. if you got to go to the bathroom? You're shooting yeah. for five hours or more. Yeah, diapers. Your diapers. You know, I think the thing that uh, people really like the most about you mm. is that your content comes across very genuine. Mm. Mm-hmm. And oh, even when I, nice. you know, first saw you, I was like, I think she's doing it because she genuinely likes this. Yeah. Like, I can see it through the photos. Yeah, I can't say that yeah. for many people. Uh, okay. Either they're, I mean, n- I'm not mm-hmm. talking about just keto. Mm-hmm. I'm saying in general <laughs> for what people do. You can, they're either doing it for money. They're either doing it for, you know, they're yeah. providing the value, but they're expecting something in return, um, which is fine. But yeah. with you, I really saw that you were really genuine with nice. this. And uh, I think, I think people can see that. I agree so. completely. Yeah. So, but I mean, the things I like are weird. And so when people... Oh, this is so interesting and this is really cool. Yeah, it kind of gives me power to keep researching and looking mm-hmm. for other things because it's genuinely and, you know, it's a natural kind of thing for me. So I mm-hmm. just go with what I like, not someone's offering to get me to post mm-hmm. for this amount Makes of money sense. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Makes I'm just kind of led, all my feed is just led by what I find and timing when it works. I go visit a dojo, try mm-hmm. something new, post it up. This is so cool. Like, you could come and try too. Kind of mm-hmm. oh, that's the dream, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So before we wrap up, um, do you want to say anything to the listeners here <laughs> specifically? Do I want to say anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, please, please visit me on social media. Mm. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in Japanese culture and um, traditional things, some weapons here and there, um, and uh, yeah, my daily life. I posted on my stories. Not that active on YouTube, but mm. I'm trying. I edit videos on my phone. I need to get a oh computer. No. Oh no! Yeah, I'm I so I. My heart aches <laughs> for you. Oh my God! Oh jeez. Right, it's really difficult. Mm. But I'm gonna try to put more effort into there. But just come follow me if you have questions about anything. Mm. Even if it's not related to martial arts or history or this and that. Other than she is married, so not about that question. I All am right, yeah. married. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my age is on Wikipedia if you want to know. Um, but yeah, you're welcome to. Or maybe date. someone could reach out to you yeah. because they want to be your video editor. Oh, I love them. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. It you know, is, people it need is that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because you already have so much on your plate. Yeah. Oh, you know, so if I you can offload some of that. Yeah. So if you're a talented video editor, I mean, you know where to go, guys. Like, job's on the table, it looks mm. like. Yeah, yeah, definitely video editor. DM me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Jess, it was fantastic mm. speaking with you today. Thank you very much for coming yeah, on the show. Thank you for being I here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Well, that's it, guys, for the Focus on Japan podcast. You can find me anywhere at Lindo Korshi. You can find me at Caleb the Man Plan, except on YouTube or Rainfall Review. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. I'm at uh, Photo ATV on Instagram. Nice. And I am just in Tokyo everywhere. Great. Right. See you guys awesome. later. Right, Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.